listening to Lifted Life Podcast. We created this show to help you live a lifted life. Hey everyone and welcome back. It's episode 78 of the Lifted Life Podcast. You're here with your co-hosts Tim Hall and Sylvia Hall. We're kicking it with you on episode 78 talking about normalization. So we've been chewing on some episode topics like we do pretty much after we record on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We relish in the efforts that we've put forth onto the internet through this show for a couple of days and then we say all right what's the next show and we start to talk about it and this topic has come up for us in our personal lives and we always find that to be the best most juiciest shows and so today we want to talk about how the brain normalizes everything honestly um when you were laying out how we come up with show topic ideas usually something happens in our day throughout the week and we're like that'd be a good topic right or, or something, it's something we're working on or trying to perfect or it keeps presenting itself or bring awareness to like we keep having an issue with it or we keep having um even some curiosity around it and we're like oh isn't that interesting here mm-hmm. we are talking about this again yep and i feel like when we do have that kind of passion and intrigue around a subject it usually makes for a good Topic. And there are times where actually we're sitting at the dining room table and it's juicy and good. And I'm like, dang it. I wish this was like recording. Yeah. You guys could hear this. And then sometimes it turns sour because you make a face and I get frustrated. <laughs> and then we're quarantined. We're frustrated. We're... Whew, but it's gotten better. I think even just doing one episode called Marital Bliss. <laughs> um, and listening to a couple, another couple's podcast, I occasionally listen to the Kate and Mike show. If you like the Lifted Life podcast, then you love the Kate and Mike show. I was actually thinking about how I'd love if they said our name on their show, which they sometimes read reviews. I was thinking about being like, hey, I'm Sylvia over here at the Lifted Life Show. I think your listeners might like us. Mm. Anyway, all that to say, I was listening to them. They were kind of bickery too. I could tell even the way they were discussing things like, well, did you have something else to add? And it just sounded a little snippy. And I was laughing to myself because we're all kind of doing it because it's real life. Yep. Things are a little wild. So anyway. When it comes to how the brain normalizes and how it helps you to live a lifted life, I think you're going to want to tune in. This is some good stuff. And when you know this, it's like no better, do better. When you know that your brain is optimized for efficiency and it wants to do things as easily and effortlessly and as low energy as possible, then I think you'll start to understand why you do some of the things you do. And that doesn't mean you have to keep doing them that way. You can challenge it. Do you think the term normalization has a negative connotation or a positive connotation? Neutral. Ooh. <laughs> it's just what is. It... Yeah. Generally, I feel like sometimes it's a comes from a negative point of view. Like you're blind to it because you've normalized it and you're going through these routines throughout the day and you can't see it because it's become normal. But guess what? That can be for positive habits yeah. too. Normalization of daily meditation. Normalization yeah. of... Um, three to five green smoothies a week, normalization of devotion and prayer and journaling. I like to see it the other way though. Like when something you're probably, probably going to get into this, but when something's uncomfortable, that's not normal. And then 
you start doing it more and more and more, then it becomes normalized or normal. Right. That's the opposite of normalization is something outside of the comfort zone. Right. So the brain wants to keep you safe. The brain wants things to be efficient and easy and predictable. And, predictable. Yeah. and the best things that are predictable are the things you've been doing. So when you branch out and go to do something different, typically something risky in the areas of love, business, or relationships, or something else, I don't know, creativity, um, health and wellness, you go outside of that realm of what is normal for you. And it feels very uncomfortable. It makes you get these emotions flooding your body of, eh, that's not really a good idea. It just discomfort. It's second guessing. It's judgment. It's doubt. But we've talked about this on a walk a few weeks ago, maybe a few days ago. doesn't really matter. (laughs) Who knows? Mixed up. Does it? (laughs) There's really such thing as days anymore. Um, but when you get that feeling, like we were talking about business things, but you get that tingling feeling and it oh. has not been normalized yet. So it feels uncomfortable if you want to call it that, but it's that weird feeling, but you know, like I need to do this. Like So mine, I call it truth tingles. And yeah. it's when I'm talking about something that feels really right, but maybe isn't something I'm currently doing or it's not something I'm fully pursuing, but I know it's the next right thing for me. I get these shooting tingles down my leg and it, it almost feels out of body because it feels, um, kind of comes out of nowhere. And I experience that when I'm speaking about something that I'm really passionate about, but maybe not fully leaning into that's a whole nother topic of where those are coming from. But back to the idea of normalization, Um, I think that once we understand that anytime we try something new or different, it will be uncomfortable and there will be this idea that it's not such a good idea and that's just the brain trying to keep you safe. And the way to kind of combat that or the way to come at that is to simply tell yourself it's totally safe for me to experience something new. In fact, it's in my best interest. I appreciate you trying to keep me safe here. But I'm going to go ahead and take this chance or take this risk or go for this thing. And then this is one of my most favorite things I've learned about life is that whatever we practice is what we get good at. So as you continue to take that chance and make that choice, you will get better and better at it. It will feel more comfortable. And I think so many people will try something new, step outside that comfort zone. It doesn't feel normal. And and all those emotions flood the body coming from the thoughts in our mind saying, I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't have tried that. And it feels very uncomfortable. And then they go back to their, their old ways, their, their normal that they've established, but you can create a new normal. That is what I want to say that you can practice anything that you choose to, and you can get good at anything you choose to practice and you can create a new normal. And then that normalization will occur for other habits that are perhaps in your very best interests. That's why normalization isn't good or bad. It's neutral. You can normalize really healthy habits or you can normalize uh, unhealthy habits. So what I'm hearing you say is when you're presented a... Truth tingle, an idea. (laughs) When you're presented an idea that feels uncomfortable, bring some awareness to it and say, these feelings I have feel like I'm going to die if I do it. (laughs) But am I really going to die? So if I'm standing in the street and a car comes flying down the street, get out of the way, you're probably going to die. But that same feeling, like, like personally, I, I, they're very similar to me. Like I need to speak in front of public. Yeah. Or a car coming down the road. They're, they're about the same feeling. I know one of them probably could kill me or hurt me really bad. The other one is not going to hurt me at all. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I, what I'm hearing you say is bring awareness to that. Most likely, if it's not going to hurt you, go for it and feel that, that difference and then feel uh, if, if you can normalize it or do it multiple how, times to normalize it. Yeah, but I wouldn't say it just normalize things for the sake of normalizing them. Like, yeah. I would say pursue them if it lights you up. Pursue them if it makes your world feel lighter and brighter and suddenly a sense of purpose and fulfillment flows through your body. Those are the things worth normalizing. Well, I mean, a good example for me is this podcast. Like, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to do it. I knew I wanted to share the, the topics that we speak about privately. Mm-hmm. But I knew that it would make me nervous and uncomfortable. But there was that desire to do it was still there. So, like, I wanted to do it but I felt like I was going to get ran over by a car. And that's where you and I are so different, right? So then I knew like that feeling for me, that contrast, that differential is you got to do it. You got to push towards it because it's drawing you in. So I've continually Mm -hmm. talked about, you and I have talked about how there's things you're really good at naturally and things I'm really good at naturally. And as luck would have it, those are very different. So with our powers combined. (laughs) And yet the things you're not as good at or don't come as naturally to you, you want to be good at. And that's where you and I are different because the things I am not as good at, I really just want to delegate to you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we both bought a course recently. Yours was a bigger investment, but it was something we're going to do together. Mine was a smaller investment. Just, you know, you run into these mentors or different programs and offerings as a business owner and you think, yeah, I'm going to try this. Well, mine was uh, fairly small. It was just a five day thing and I had a feeling it could help our business. But it wasn't something that was advertised to you, it was advertised to me, so I bought it. But now I find myself really bored because I don't want to watch an hour a day of anything. Guys, I don't watch TV. I don't watch shows. I don't have time for that. Well, it's funny because yours is a five-week time investment. Mine's five day. Eight, or five day. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's eight weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you get all that done in five days? Well, I was uh, hoping you would get it done is why I'm bringing it up on air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cast your vote. If you think I should continue to delegate things that are boring and I'm not naturally good at, press one. I will no. admit it was pretty interesting. What, yeah. The things I, yeah. the things he was talking about are things in your zone of genius. Yeah. 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 So basically you're going to go through that course for me, aren't you? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Woo! Okay. So you see, and there's a chance. So anyway. Well, since we're talking about me back to normalization. <laughs> yes. I think another topic that we talked about was, um, I got very good at a young age of this routine of waking up in the at this time, going to work, working all day, coming home, and like building that routine of how to work in a environment that way. There's nothing wrong with that, but well, at a very young age, I learned that and got very good at it, and it became my normal. Mm-hmm. And then just four months ago, that was changed completely, and it. We it's still, something we had been working for for a while. Right. So the idea wasn't suddenly new and then boom, you were doing it. It's not like you got laid off. You weren't, you didn't see it coming. You just suddenly, right. we've been working towards you being an entrepreneur with me. But the funny thing is that we were just discussing that I still was falling back on those tendencies. Like get up at this time, you do this, you do this. And I was working back towards that normalization that I've done for so long. Work about eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> work during the day. Again, I'm not saying anything wrong with that, but we had set together that we wanted to do, or I wanted to become an entrepreneur and have that freedom, time freedom of working when I want. But I found myself falling back into that normalcy of get up, do this. Right. And then also still wanting or kind of craving that 
approval of a boss or a higher up of yeah. like, oh, this is what you need to do. This is the deadline. Mm-hmm. And instead, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you you create all of that yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, yeah, we were talking about this idea of the brain normalizing and you have however many years, 25 plus years of this mm-hmm. employee mindset of working really hard a certain amount of time. And then even when you're done working, how much of it carried over into the evening thinking about the work day? Yeah. So much, right? Like that mm-hmm. was a big part of your identity. Mm-hmm. So then to come into this new space where it's not that type of work and that type of effort, it's not only not required, but it also just doesn't work. It doesn't work to just work all day on little things. So you, it's like this busy myth that if you just stay busy, you'll move the business forward. Really, as a business owner, you have to deploy really high-level thinking strategies. Well, from my experience so far, the illusion is the more you work, the more you get done. Like the more time you put in, the more you get done. Yeah. And that's just, in our case, not true. No. If, if you put a quality 15 minutes in, that could be equivalent <laughs> to an eight-hour day. There's been days yeah. we've done that where we've worked together, knocked it out. We're like, hoo-hoo. Yeah. And then I think that being able to relish in the achievement is something you also have to normalize. Like this is a new normal. So I think that understanding at any point in your life, whether it is that you quit your job and go to a new one or start a business or whatever, at any point you can create a new normal based on new choices and the way you choose to view things. But the brain is always looking for normal. And I think that even though you create a new normal that is, up-leveled or um, higher level thinking, you'll still continue to create new normals. I think that's the whole idea of life is this growing and evolving that we're here to do. So even though you may normalize a new you or you a new experience, that doesn't mean you just stay there. I think that we're continually evolving. But knowing that in some way your brain will fight against you during that process is useful. It's not because uh, I think that it's like this evil part of us. It's just wired for safety and it's wired for comfort and ease and the lowest energy that it has to exert, the better. And so knowing that you can create a safe environment for yourself by talking yourself through it, you can break through those walls that maybe you haven't been able to break through before. Even if it's something like a challenge with overeating, in some way your brain is trying to keep you safe. Mm. Maybe it's a challenge with not moving very much. In some way your brain is trying to keep you safe. And I'm not saying that it's useful and I'm not saying it's working for you. I'm just saying that somewhere it's wired that way. On a different uh, line of thinking, um, one of our mentors or one of the people we follow, Ryan Daniel Moran, he tells the story of when he sold his business. I think I can't remember how much he made off of it. Maybe it was like $10 million. Some amount of money he got. And he'd asked some of his mentors, what should I do? What should I invest? How should I spend this money? And the, the best advice they gave him was do nothing. Sit on that money. Have it in your account. Look at it every day for six months. Normalize that amount. Make it normal that you have that money. And make it not weird or feel really big like no this is actually a small amount of money and then Mm -hmm. i think he said he did that and over time 
um, it felt normal to have that kind of money. And then, of course, he's made so much more since then. On that same note, Mm -hmm. just yesterday in my book, The Success Principles, that I shared that I was reading over in the Lifted Life group, we occasionally have a little chitty chat about what's going on in our lives. And I shared that I dusted that book off my bookshelves, Jack Canfield's The Success Principles. And he was talking about how some crazy number of people that win the lottery will go bankrupt within a couple of years because they have not normalized the wealth and the abundance. It's the same exact effect that you can deploy when you create a sudden influx of cash or um, however you want to look at it, your brain will normalize. And so you want to normalize better and better experiences, Mm -hmm. or at least I do. Yeah, Like maybe you don't, but I think that inviting in that, oh yes, I do want this to be my new normal. So how can I experience that? And because the people that had won the lottery had not normalized it, they were back to their old normal very, very quickly. So something to chew on. All right, we'll take a quick break to thank our sponsor. This week's episode is brought to you by the Facebook unfollow button. Did you know you don't have to unfriend someone? You can just unfollow them. (laughs) Just kidding. Not really... But seriously. But seriously, Facebook gave us a bunch of money to say that. No, they didn't. <laughs> In fact, very much not so. But really, I share with a couple of friends that if you're feeling really triggered or just upset or drained, then of course, just don't go on the app. But that's harder to do than, mm. um, you know, it's just saying to do it. And so there's this really cool thing where you can unfollow someone without unfriending them. They can't even tell you did it. Unfriending them, they can tell you did it. This is petty. Forget I even said anything. It's all an illusion. You didn't hear a thing. This week's episode is really brought to you by Mood Super Strains. And today I'll share a review that says, Tremendous help with my long-standing anxiety and depression. Also, inflammation and GI issues due to endometriosis. I'm a lifer. And that was from an Amazon customer. Five-star review. We appreciate that review. And glad the product is helping. Um, all right, back to the show. You didn't know I was going to do that fake brought to you by. Well, this got me thinking. You don't ever comment about my posts, so did you unfollow me? <laughs> I don't post that much. That's why you don't comment. I like your posts. I think I only post and lift it. I don't think I even post on my personal page. Anyway. All right. Party animals. We're at new times call for new measures. Mm-hmm. So this week we've been talking about the way the brain normalizes and sometimes it can work out in your favor and sometimes you'll find yourself spiraling into a rut that you didn't quite want to be in because slowly you get used to um, whatever is presented or whatever is experienced, you know, whatever you're experiencing. So for instance, let's say you come home from work, you kick off your clothes, you take off your bra, you <laughs> kick off your shoes, take off your clothes. Anyway, whatever. whatever. You kick your feet up, you turn on some Netflix and you watch a few hours. You do that once, you know, no big deal. You're, you used your night for relaxation and enjoyment. But what typically happens or what can often happen is that becomes our new normal. And then you do it the next night and the next night. And then you find that you're not really pursuing your passions. Maybe it's not Netflix for you. Maybe it's just scrolling on your phone. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's putting in your favorite movie series from the 80s. I don't know what it is, but some sort of potentially non-engaging, somewhat mind-numbing experience that you're not actually the creator. You are the consumer. Mm -hmm. I'm inviting you to be the creator of your life 
And one way you can do that is to challenge the way your brain has normalized your life. Everything that we do, the way we interact with our partners, the way we, partners, how many do you have? That's up to you. Uh, (laughs) The way we interact with our children, our parents, it's all normalized. What we do now is normal to us. It's comfortable and we will probably continue to do that. But I'm challenging you to say, is this working for me? Is it useful? Is this the way I want this relationship or this experience to be? At any point, you can challenge your thinking in your life to create a new reality and a new experience. But first, it's so helpful to know that your brain will fight you. You have normalized it and it's comfortable to stay where you are. And that is why people stay stuck very often is because they're comfortable where they are. And so it comes to this point where you can say, yes, I want to stay comfortable or no, I want to grow or experience something new. So I challenge you to do that. Any parting words for you, from you? Um, I, I like the the both sides of the normalization. I mean, together it's, it's neutral, but there is a negative and a positive. I mean, the negative being that you normalize it and you don't change. And then you stay stuck. You, you stay can stuck. be stuck if you. Yeah. And then knowing that, that, that feeling of, I, I don't want to do something is just cause you haven't normalized it yet. And knowing that there's something out there that I want, I can normalize that. Mm-hmm. I can make that my normal, like using it both ways, I think is really powerful. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Awesome. All right. Well, we appreciate you listening to this week's show, the Lift Life podcast. If you enjoy the show, we'd love it if you'd share it with a friend or go over and leave a rating or review. Those help us a ton. Uh, We'll see you next week on the Lift Life podcast. Take care.